kind of funny. Um, well, I um, hope that it's okay if I'm a little honest with you this morning. And if I'm honest, I don't know how I feel about this message. And I do know that I'm not nervous, I'm not anxious, I'm not, um, I'm not concerned, but on the flip side, I'm not like crazy excited or proud or overly joyed of my content. And all that to say, I am ready, I did prepare, I spent a lot of time in prayer, um, praying for you, praying for this moment, believing that God was going to show up and will show up and is showing up and did show up already this morning. Um, but I share that with you because there are two things that I really try to live by every time I prepare a word. That's that I will always sit and listen to God and ask him to give me fresh content that he's speaking to me for the people that I'm sharing to. That's very important to me. And also that I will always be vulnerable and I will go first. And so that's actually why I'm nervous, or I said I wasn't nervous, but I don't know what I feel. That's why I'm torn, because when you wanna stay true to who you are, but you have like these standards, and then you're given a topic that you're like awful at, it's like this awful crossroads of, I wanna be excited, but I'm actually kind of embarrassed that I have to admit some things this morning. I am excited, I believe God is in all of this, but I'm not always the best at living this out. And so that's why I feel a little torn. I'm excited to share with you God's word, but I'm also not very good at this portion of God's word. And so I'm gonna be vulnerable with you uh, this morning. When Pastor Craig came to me a couple months ago and told me what we were talking about and what he had asked me to share, I was like, oh my goodness, like you're trying to keep me humble, like what is this? Um, but I trust my pastor and I went to him a couple of times and asked him if he would pick somebody else. And he said no, and so here I am, <laughs> ready to share with you the things that I truly believe God has put on my heart and the things that I have been working on in my life. Um, so I just wanna pray over us this morning. I know we just prayed, but let's pray again. Sound good? Oh God, I just come before you and I thank you for who you are. Thank you for our pastor. Thank you for his vision. Thank you for this message and this opportunity to um, just align with your word. God, this sermon series is all about the power of alignment. So I pray that you right now in this place would begin to align us back to the call you have on our lives. We love you and we pray these things in your name, amen. This sermon series is called The Power of Alignment. Last week, Pastor Craig talked about the mind, and if you missed it, I highly encourage you to go to the podcast because it is so good. This week, I'm gonna be talking about mouth. Of course, that's what I get. <laughs> and then next week, Pastor Matt, our children's pastor, is going to be speaking on manners. So it's gonna be awesome, and you definitely don't wanna miss next week as well. Um, Kyle shared a story with me from 2014 that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. It's the game between the Colts and the Chiefs. Anybody know where I'm going with this? So they were down 38 to 10 in the third quarter, yet they won the game. In fact, not only did they win the game, this game goes down in all NFL history as the second greatest comeback postseason. I know nothing about football, how to do. <laughs> okay, well seriously though, what's so crazy about that is in that time, all of these journalists were asking the same question, what happened? How were you able to go from losing to winning in such a short amount of time? How did you make that kind of comeback? 
And there was a linebacker who answered that question. I don't even know what that position is, but he answered this question with some really great wisdom that I hope we hear today. This is what he said. He said the coach went from like anger, cursing at the team, yelling at the team, like, um, like nothing statements of, come on, like what the heck, why aren't you, to a huddle. And it was in this huddle that the coach said, you guys, there's no one thing you can do that will get you 28 points. What you have to do is you have to start working together. You have to begin play by play trying to get yourself back to where you need to go. And so what I need you to do is I need you to begin to work together. I need you to focus one play at a time and from there you will get some hope. And out of that hope, your mood can change. And when your mood changes and you work together as a team, you guys can be victorious. And I share that with you this morning because my prayer is that this morning can serve a purpose like that in your life, that this can be our huddle. That if you came through those doors hurting, confused, angry, feeling like you were losing, feeling like you weren't just losing, but things were stacked against you, that we can have a huddle this morning and out of this place, I truly believe you can go into the world victorious and you can have a better comeback. This, what happens from here on out can be better than what has happened before and you can and you will be victorious. And so the mouth, I have a five-star resume and sticking my foot in my mouth. And when I started to search the word of God and ask and seek from God, you know, what, what would you have me speak about today? I started Googling and I Googled the most popular verses on the mouth. And it is insane how much content is out there on words. So begin to Google, you will see it. Like there's hundreds of articles, like 50 most common verses used when talking about the mouth. 17 verses why you should watch what you say. 15 verses that will help you speak life over yourself. It is so popular, so common, and it is highly searched. And so many people are creating blogs and articles that mesh all of these verses together to put it in one space that's easy for you to look at it. And so the, some of the scriptures that stood out to me, I want to read you six of them this morning real quick. So the first one is found in Ephesians 4.29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may, be, that it may benefit those who listen. Proverbs 11.17, those who are kind benefit themselves, but the cruel bring ruin on themselves. 1 Peter 3, 9, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. James 3, 9, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeliness. Psalm 122, save me Lord from my lying lips and from deceitful tongues. Psalms 141.3, set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Over the course of those scriptures, we have Old Testament, New Testament represented. There are faith heroes teaching us the importance of watching what we say. And then there are faith heroes crying out to God saying, help me, I need help with this. So we see coaching, we see repentance. We see the importance of it. We see the detriment that it can do. We can see the power that can come from it. And we can see the 
bad things that can come from it if we don't get this right. And that's just six verses. As you continue to search the word, there are so many more verses. Why is that? It's because I truly believe that we need to get this part right. We need to align our words with the word of God, but we also need to understand the power that our words have over this community and over the relationships that are in our life. And like I said, I'm not that great at it. (laughs) I like, in the middle of in-between passing services, I was like, where's my husband? What's he doing? (laughs) Why is he not here? (laughs) I need him. And so I am on this journey, too, of trying to figure it out and doing my best to align the best that I can so that I can live my best life, but also call out greatness in those, the lives of those I love most. And so let's hone in on a couple of those verses. Ephesians 4.29 It says, not to let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. I hear, what I hear in that is I hear that our words have the power to influence others' growth. Literally, what I say to my husband has the power to help him become a more godlier version of himself. What I say to my children, what you say to your husband, what you say to me, what I say to you, what you say to your, um, your schoolmates, what you say to your coworkers has the power to help them become better versions of themselves, godlier versions of themselves. It has the power to help them see something in their life that may not currently exist. Our words have the power to influence others' growth. An example of this was uh, in my first few months of marriage. It was very difficult for me to be uh, the wife of somebody who was trying to go from son to husband. Do you get what I'm saying here? It was hard for me to watch my husband supposed to leave his family, but what felt like sometimes put his mom first. And that was difficult for me. And what I did is I began to speak negatively to my husband about his mother. And when I would reach out for advice, because I didn't feel good about it, I know that it wasn't good, and so when I would reach out to some mentors, some great people with great advice who love me dearly, they would say, this is normal. It happened to me too. Pray for her, pray about it, do your best, keep going. Over time, things will change. Well, we didn't have time, and no one knew that when they were giving us advice. And so the first few months of marriage were difficult, and thankfully we were able to find healing over this, but sometimes you don't find healing before you lose a person. And we don't know the days that people in our lives have, and so how dare us spend those little days negatively talking about people when they're not Around. And I'm so thankful that Laura and I were able to experience in healing and actually become closer than we were prior to it. But not everybody has that. And so when we say things like, oh, that's normal, it'll take time. We don't know what kind of time we have. And so I'm not trying to fear you into watching what you say. I'm trying to say, guys, this is important and crucial that we are intentional with the words that we speak. If some of us were honest and looked inward today, we probably would have to admit to a lot of that negative chatter that exists. 
Let's look at Proverbs eleven seventeen. Our, sorry, those who are kind benefit themselves, but the cruel bring ruin to themselves. What I interpret out of that scripture is that our words are shaping our future. What we can do is we can speak into existence the things that aren't already there. How many of us have been in a public place where somebody has wrongfully been mean to us and it changes our mood, right? And so then we get into the car and our husband's driving crazy and out of that like bad mood, we begin to like kind of spew it then and then the kids get loud so then then the he spews at the kids and it's like now I'm spewing at him for spewing at the kids and it's just this cycle that all started with negativity. But imagine if when somebody does something like that, we recognize it's not about the situation, it's something so much deeper. And if we can be people who can focus on the deeper part of things and speak life and actually with that negativity offer encouragement, offer life, how different could those situations look? What negativity that's in our life is there because of what we speak? Maybe it wasn't there before, but actually it is there now because of the words we chose to use. How much of our negativity in our life was created by our negative words? The atmosphere is set by the words that we speak. In the last verse I wanna look at, Psalm 122, it says, save me, Lord, from my lying lips and from deceitful tongues. Words are a window to our heart. So the words I say, the things I say about other people says a whole lot more about me than it does that other person. And so what we say, we offer the world, or if we say something to somebody we love, we offer people in our lives a window to what's really going on inside. And so if I'm talking about how much Kyle has frustrated me, if I'm talking about how much my mother-in-law frustrated me or a coworker or a boss, or if I begin to go on that, it's saying a whole lot more about me and what's going on in me than it is about them. Do people in our life hurt us? Yes. Do sometimes we, are, are we able to justify why we say what we say? Absolutely. I'm not saying fake it to make it. I'm saying we have to be so cautious because the Bible says that our words give us an opportunity to speak life or death. The Bible says that there is power in our words, that our words have the ability to speak life or they have the opportunity to create death. And so no, I don't want you to fake it to make it. I want you to have a real encounter that really changes something inside so that you can choose to be the kind of person that when negativity hits you or you want to go back into that bad habit of negativity, instead you make the choice to be positive. You make the choice to be an encouraging person whose breakthrough is dependent upon your ability to speak life over them. Who's, who is behind your words of affirmation, what father in this room needs to begin to call out greatness out of their son so their son can step into the man that God has designed them to be, but it takes you being a dad to call them into that. Who is behind you stepping in for somebody who needs you to help them awaken to themselves? You have the chance to shake a community by the words you choose to speak. I want you to draw your attention to the screens to watch this video.
The city is full of hurting, broken people, desperate for God's people to awaken them to something greater than the life that they're already living. God wants to use you to shake a sleeping community to awaken, to live their full potential. And if God's people can't even be leading the charge of kindness, then we're hopeless. You have the power, you have the power of life or death with your words, the place that you are working, the children you are raising, the in-laws that, are, that you are in relationship with, the communities in which you work, live in, neighborhoods, neighbors, you have the ability to shake them awake with your kindness but we get too distracted on the things we don't have. So our compliments aren't really compliments, they're just envious statements where it's us wishing we had something we didn't have. We need to get good at looking ourselves in the mirror and speaking life over ourselves, and coming to terms with the unique way God made us, the unique calling God gave us and celebrating other people in where they're at. If you are on God's team, if you would consider yourself one of God's people, then you need to be on the hospitality team. Because if you're on God's team, then you're on the hospitality team and it's really actually kind of sad that we need to sign up for that. Because no person should come from our community able to walk through these doors and remain broken and hopeless. We need to speak life, speak true life to people who need an awakening to themselves. Some of us in this place need an awakening to themselves. God knew what he was doing when he made you and he likes you. Yes, he loves you, but he likes you. He's delighted in you. God made you that way. Stop berating yourself with negative comments of how you're not good enough and then wishing you had the life that someone else had. All the while, the enemy has you distracted because there's a broken community that we were called to reach. Pastor Craig can't reach this community. I can't reach this community. You can't, we can. Together, locking arms, speaking life, encouraging one another. The way that video had people walking through the halls. Do you know the story of the person to your left or to your right, behind you or in front of you? Can you speak life into the people in this building right now today who need some life spoken into them? Okay, that's great. Maybe you don't struggle with the negative chatter but are you an encourager? Are you truly tapping into God's word and speaking life over yourself and then over the people around you? Are you aligned with God's word? Are you aligned, is your mouth aligned with God's word? Are you speaking negativity or are you speaking positivity? Are you choosing to awaken people in your community? There are people that only you have the influence to reach. God has handpicked you, hand purpose you, and handcrafted you in your uniqueness for it. So instead of being angry at God for your unique gifts, embrace your unique gifts, speak life over yourself, celebrate yourself, and then encourage other people to do the same. You are called for such a time as this in the community you're in, in the sphere of influence that you have to reach the people alongside you. 
God wants to use you. He delights in using you. He delights in partnering with you to be the very person who helps awaken somebody who is dead to themselves. You have the power to shake awake a generation of lost people. And as I was praying this morning, I asked God, God, would you give me specific words for specific people groups in this place this morning? Some people that came on my heart were fathers. If you are in this place and you are a disengaged father, hear me when I say you have the calling on your life to raise up those children into manhood and into womanhood. You have the ability to call out in them things that only you as their father can. Fathers awaken, be present at the dinner table. We don't have a dinner table, get one. Sit at dinner with your family. Show up emotionally, show up physically. Well, I don't have children. Become a spiritual father. Who in your life needs a spiritual father? Pull them to your dinner table. Ask them tough questions. Call them into who they were called by God to be. My heart was heavy for people who have the negative chatter in the mirror. You look at yourself in the mirror and all you think is, I'm not good enough. I can't measure up. I made another mistake. I did another thing. God knew what he was doing when he made you. Stop coming against him and cursing yourself, but instead come in agreement with the truth that God has written over your life, that you are made in his image. He likes you. He wants to use you. He just wants to be your father. He loves you. He cares for you. And speak life over yourself. Look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're happy with yourself. It might feel awkward at first, but begin to try it. Speak into existence what isn't already there. Another group of people I think that God was laying on my heart to to speak to are people who give compliments out of what they wish they had. Right, like I wish I had the house you have. I wish I had the money you had. I wish I had the the marriage you have. And so out of my wishing is my compliment. That is actually envy. Genuinely celebrating yourself and being content with the season God has you in. And out of that contentment, offering a compliment to another person. That's a compliment. That's encouragement. We need to get good at celebrating ourselves so we can turn around and truly, authentically celebrate other people. And the last one is I just want to, to free some people in here to be unapologetically okay with what you need, right? If you're in a marriage, they're not gonna be able to read your mind. So it's okay to express the needs that you have. It's okay for you to say, I need this from you. Instead of being mad at them for not being able to read your mind, speak what you need, communicate with them. Use your words to help them understand what's going on inside. I believe God wants to use us in this place to shake a generation awake that is sleeping to themselves. I truly believe that God could use me and God could use you and God especially wants to use us together to do some damage for the kingdom of God in Hendricks County this week. But it's taking, it takes us to step up and let go of the negativity, let go of the life we don't have, let go of the struggle, let go of those things, embrace our today 
and truly speak life and encouragement in other people. All of what I'm sharing today is not Cassie-isms. It is God's word. His word says there is power in the tongue, power of life or death. His word says, don't let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. His word says with the same tongue, you're praising and cursing. His word says that. And if you are a follower of Christ and you believe his word to be true for your life, then I encourage you to stand up, rise up and begin to speak life to the sleepers of this community and let's partner together to shake awake a generation that is lost and hopeless and searching for something more. And so if that's you in this place and you are ready to take the stand, if you are ready to change the way you speak, if you are ready to step into encouragement and kindness and raising up a generation with your words, I'm inviting you right now to stand in this place. And I'm gonna pray over you guys before we leave. So if that's you, stand to your feet and I wanna pray over you. I wanna send you out of this place empowered, powered up. This is our huddle. This is our time. This is our time to say, I've been losing. I've been negative. I've been nagging. I've been whatever it is. And instead of those things, stay with me. We're not dismissed just yet. Out of that place, step into encouragement, empowerment, and using your God-given gift to speak life to this next generation. God, I pray over everybody who's on their feet today. God, I pray that we would be empowered by you to rise up. God, I pray that we would align with your word to speak life over people who are desperate and hungry for something more. God, use this church to be a place that isn't worried about themselves, but is worried about winning people for you. God, help us to be cautious with our words. Help us to not be afraid, but instead empowered. Help us to be authoritative with the words that we have. God, I know that there are so many people in this place already who are doing this, and I just ask for more. God, more people to step into the call that you've placed on their life to be movement shakers for Hendricks County. God, I pray that out of this place would become fathers who can't help but raise up children who become strong men of God. I pray out of this place would be women of God who share passionately about your word and your love. God, I pray that this next generation, our community, would be awakened to your power because of your believers stepping up and stepping in to kindness, into positivity, and into changing the atmosphere because we aligned with you. We love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, Crossroads Church, let's go change this community. You are formally dismissed.